Welcome, Bills Mafia. It is once again time for another edition of Line to Game on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. I am the big O, Jerry Ostrowski, down here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. She is Sarah Larson. She's down in sunny Miami, soon to be in old, dreary London. But um, you're, you're checking us a day early. Uh, we had to go a day early tonight. We are live. If you're watching on Twitter or you're watching on Facebook, remember, hop on YouTube. Uh, you can get in the comments. You can join the show. Um, you know, make comments, ask your questions. We always got super chats. They take priority. Richard's already jumped in on the show, Richard Rush. But again, um, special Tuesday night edition as Sarah heads over the pond to London to check out the Bills yes. versus the Jaguars. But first and foremost, we need to talk about that arse whipping that took place on Sunday in Orchard <laughs> Park between our Buffalo Bills and that other team. Uh, it was, uh, it was just, I, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to start by saying, of course, we all predicted a 28 point victory. Um, (laughs) um, no, I mean, I, I was confident in us winning. I like, I, you know, I, I know I always pick us to win. I always pick us to win. I'm superstitious like that, but I was still confident. I'm like, we're, there's no way this team is going to allow the Dolphins to come in here and beat us. There's just no way. Um, but like when we went up by two scores, I, I actually got a little nervous for a second there. I was like, Oh guys, like, don't take your foot off the gas. Like you got to right. just keep on going. Um, but then it was three scores. And then I'm like, when we went up by four, I'm like this, like, I was just mind blown. I'm like, this <laughs> is every, like, this is awesome. This is amazing. So, um, great. I'm game. glad that great you were atmosphere. confident. I'm glad you were confident. Well, like I, I just said I'm superstitious. I have to be confident. Right. I did pick a Bills win. I picked 34 31. I for sure didn't. Okay, go. so we were close. I right. said 31 27. Right. I for sure did not go 28 points. The thing that I was worried about was, and and it happened, okay. Obviously, Bills get the ball, go down, score seven. Miami answers right away. Buffalo answers. Miami answers right back. And this Miami team has the ability to just hit you with an onslaught early, right? They have the ability to change your game plan by how much pressure they put upon your team in points scored. And I was, I was nerved up to the fact, and I talked about this last night on off tackle show with Fina. um, You know, I was hoping we could get a few stops there's some games out there, and it, and it seemed like that way early, right? First five drives combined, five touchdowns. Then the Bills force a punt, right? I'm like, okay, there's a stop. We Did have you a see chance. my tweet? Did you see my right. tweet? I, I said, finally, they, the Bills, uh, you know, uh, forced the stop. I actually said to the guy next to me, I said, this has a feeling of whichever team is able to make the stop and then – capitalize on it right is what's you know is what's gonna end up winning this game so when we forced that stop i was like yes and then we couldn't end up we you know we didn't capitalize we ended up um you know having to do it again and then we got the turnover the next drive and then we scored finally so then i was you know like going up um you know ahead of them and then we made it so that they couldn't score and then we made it two scores so um i think that that's what kind of took the air out of their out of their sails well it's to liken it to another sport. It's like tennis, right? Breaking a serve. 
and you get a chance to get a stop like that. I mean, the team, the teams were on serve and then they go ahead and they break serve. They get a stop and it's like, okay. And, and obviously we didn't take advantage of it, but that's how I thought this game was going to be. I thought it was going to be high scoring. I thought both teams were going to score a lot. Um, I obviously didn't see the offensive output coming that the bills put up, but you know, it was the first quarter and a half of this football game was exactly how I thought it would go. And then next thing you know, uh, McDermott switches some things up. And the nice thing about his game plan was, and you know, let, let's, let's change this narrative right now. Okay. One game does not make, or does not define Leslie Frazier's career as, as trash. We seem to be throwing oh. this trash oh. frame around. God. Okay. And that has been, that has been on Twitter. That has been the narrative of, of Bill's Mafia. Not everybody, of course, but a lot of people have been like, now we got a real real defense coordinator. Leslie Frazier's defenses were in the top five. Yeah. No, they're stupid. Right. Like, we- but they were missing something, right, Sarah? They were missing something. And what they were missing was the, the ability or the want to to take a chance maybe when the situation was iffy. And I said this last night, I watched this game and it was the first play of the game. I'm, I'm pretty sure if it's not, it was second play. He brings pressure. I was like, yo, man, this is different. And I just think that the defensive game plan was, you know, my, and we talked about it last week on the show, Sarah, my, my key to the game really was, was being able to get pressure on Tua Cause we all know if you get him off a spot and he can make plays with his feet, but he's not comfortable with it, especially with the concussion history. The D line was absolutely tremendous. They're able to play the run with limited numbers in the box, have success containing the run. I know there were some big runs in the game by by the Dolphins, but it just it all clicked. And then you listen to Tyreek Hill after the game talk about they played man with a two shell, and basically their corners were up there wide eyed, like let's go, you know, we're going to make this hard on you. Um, I thought the defense, but I thought both sides of the ball, the game plans were brilliant, but especially defensively. To be able to do that to that to that offense, um, yeah, I thought it seemed like um, Mike McDaniel's had no answer. For for me, I was actually not thinking it was going to be an offensive shootout. Yes, I still said it was going to be thirty-one twenty-seven, but I thought it was going to be like a methodical, like you know, one score here and there, a couple of stops. You know, every you know every quarter, someone right. scores uh, a touchdown, and then there's a field goal at the end. Um, it's kind of how I, you know, had it playing out. I wasn't expecting the, the dominance. I really wasn't. That's what we did. I'm sorry. Yes. You know, they still move the ball a little bit, um, at different times, but it was kind of like we were baiting them to do, (laughs) do certain things. Um, and that's the thing with, with McDermott's that is different than, than with Leslie Frazier is Leslie was very bent. Don't break. Sean is right. shove it down your throat aggressive um, for the most part. Um, and I like, I like seeing it. And I think because we, we spent so long um, under uh, Frazier's defense, again, top five defense, like every year he was here. So I am not going to, um, you know, discredit him at all. It was just different. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see this defense. If it continues, I'm, I should say when it continues, getting better, especially bringing back Vaughn. I know we lost Trey, um, but in the playoffs, like this, that's when it's going to matter because the bend don't break. I've said it to you a million times. That's when it scares me 
is the playoffs and it hasn't been working in the playoffs. So I'm really excited. I think um, I tweeted out the other day, I said, you know, Sean McDermott is a top five NFL co head coach and a top three defensive coordinator. I think he's proving that. Granted, I know we're only we seeing how uh, all that that plays out um, as the season goes along. You still there? Exactly. Jerry? Yeah, I'm there. Um, you know, I think the thing is, is that the thing that I like that McDermott does is McDermott is really, really good at allowing his players to use their strengths, right? And I, I keep going back and we have to talk about Ed Oliver and his play over the last few weeks and how well he's been playing. But, um, you know, this this is an extremely athletic defensive line. I know we got Phillips, we got some size inside, but, you know, when you put Floyd and now you got Vaughn coming back, Groot is that way, um, you know, Rousseau, you've got Ed Oliver. These guys are tremendously athletic um, defensive linemen, and he's allowing them to get upfield. He's allowing them to get in gaps. They're not sitting back trying to play double teams, trying to eat up blocks, and, and letting a middle linebacker make all the plays. He's allowing his defensive line to eat, and I think it's showing. I mean, it, it's funny. We had so many question marks about our front seven, and now after four games, you look at our front seven, and our front seven is athletic as any, as any front it's seven the in the league yeah. because they're allowed to be athletic. He's allowing them to use their legs. He's allowed them to run. He's allowing them to make plays. And I mean, I mean, that's the key to, to coaching. I've coached, yeah. I coached high school for over 15 years. You got to see your players and you got to put a system around them that, that complements what they do well. And he's doing that on this defense and it's, it's reaping rewards. So, uh, week uh, in and week out. So one of the things about the, the the defense this week that everyone said we weren't going to be able to get to two or we weren't going to be able to sack him, he gets the ball out too, uh, too quick. We ended up getting four sacks, and two of them were from Groot. So I want to you know shout right. out him. Right now we're number one in the NFL um, with 16 um, sacks. Obviously that might change now because of last night's game. They had 11 sacks in one <laughs> game. So that might right. be a little bit different. Um now after uh that crazy game um but anyways uh you know we had two turnovers which was huge um bernard is is so consistent three games in a row with the turnover um right. you know with a recovery either a recovery or you know the um the the turnover itself um milano is just the workhorse you know another 10 tackles um but at uh, you know ed oliver all of us were up in arms when we paid him he is playing like the $17 million man that, you know, yeah. um, that we all worried about. Um, it looks like Bean's a genius right now when it comes to um, but it's him not and, even, and Yeah, but it's not even Bean. It's like you say, it is Bean, but, you know, also McDermott knowing what he needed out of those positions and knowing what he had and keeping those guys there. Um, you know, the two positions we're, you know, you talked about earlier up in arms about Ed Oliver and everybody was losing their mind about a middle linebacker. And now those two guys, you could possibly really argue that they're the strength of this defense. Right. right. But, um, you know, obviously um, tremendous job by, by McDermott defending the dolphins and everything. But Hey, remember if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, 
hop over to YouTube and watch this. You can get in the comments. Daryl Fletcher's here. Matt, Roy Collins is in. I know Triggs. I saw him. Walter. Uh, we got a lot of guys in here. Let's My talk 716 B. Sports. Exactly. Yeah. So come on over, jump in, hit the comments. And um, we got a little bit longer. We're going to talk about last week's game before we hop into the game over in London with right. the Jaguars. But let's hop to the other side of the ball real quick, Sarah. Um, well, quick, quick, because I wanted to answer Roy's um, question because I put on here that, you know, Taron Johnson's so underrated. Um, he put, how is Taron Johnson underrated? Uh, coaches on other te teams give him high praise when they're asked about him. Yes, when they're asked about him. The I, What I mean underrated is nobody in the media, nobody, you know, talks about him um, on the, the national level. No one highlights him. Um, it's kind of when someone brings him up that someone's like, oh, yeah, Taron Johnson. Um, he is probably, if not the best, the second best nickel corner in the, in the NFL. And I just feel like he deserves to get that, that recognition a little bit more. Um, someone put that, you know, he deserves a pro bowl berth, um, thousand percent agree. Um, so I just wanted to put it out there. My, my opinion, um, Triggs just put up there, um, slot corners never get much love. Exactly. And that's, um, and that, you know, is kind of what I meant by being underrated. Well, the dirty job guys never get any love. And playing a nickel corner in the NFL is a dirty job. You got to play the run. You got to cover the slot. You're not a guy that they're never going to put island after your name, right? Um, you're the guy that's doing all the grimy work. And, and right. Johnson is that guy. And, you know, um, as much as we were, as we were uh, in a little bit of a panic mode with uh, Bedford uh, when he had the shoulder deal, when Johnson was down, probably in more panic mode because yeah, those was. are the types <laughs> of guys – that you can't replace. But real quick, let's hop to the other side of the ball before we get to this Jaguars game. You just want me to get to number three. That's what the problem is. So, <laughs> Well, I, I'm just looking at the clock, and I know when you want me to go to our next uh, ad. Yeah, no, I'm joking because much time. Uh, of your text message after the game. Um, Which was the, what? But first, well, about Gabe Davis. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I don't want to get to Gabe. I mean, Gabe speaks for himself. I don't have to. I don't have to politic for Gabe anymore. Yeah. All you need to know um, is go on Twitter, and it's been crickets. Yeah. First and foremost, Josh, another just very methodical, well thought out game plan that he executed okay. perfectly. Okay. I wanted you to say that. Okay. I wanted you to say that because I think the guy that gets needs more praise with. I think the guy that needs more praise than Josh in this game is Dorsey. It's Ken, Ken Dorsey. Yes. And he yes. is. So someone, um, someone tweeted out, I, I can't remember what it was a different um, network, but it was, I think I, to be honest with you, I don't remember now. Someone tweeted out, what is your hot take for the, for the day? And, um, and I was like, maybe Ken Dorsey is everything we were hoping he, you know, him to be. Um, and, you know, maybe we should all take a seat and and, and let him work. Um, and we'll see how, how it plays out as the season goes. But I think for a couple weeks in a row, he has done a very well job um, of the right play calls. Um, and, yeah, you know, you're going to get one or two wrong here and there most games. Um, <clears throat> I don't think he got much wrong at all. I think Ken Dor I put A+. Plus. I think he had probably the best game game plan of his of, of his year and four game career i think everybody 
first of all, yes, he's reigned. He's gotten to where he's done a few things. One is the three-yard carry. The three-yard carry leads to popping runs, and I think that the number one thing he's done is he's he's instilled more of the running game in this game plan. He's made the the game plan much more offensive line friendly. He helps guys where they need help. Um, he's running the ball, especially in the red zone, keeping the you know keeping Josh from feeling like he has to make all these circus, play, circus plays down there. But the number one thing, and Romo brought it up, and I like I said, I'm not a Romo disciple, but I do think Romo makes a great point in this, in the fact that Dalton Kincaid has has done wonders for this offense. He's changed the way matchups happen. He's given them a reliable receiver. And the, the term that Romo used was he said that it Kincaid has actually taken the role of Beasley. And I, I do believe that. I mean, he is the outlet guy, and he has the ability to pop big plays when he needs to. But the other thing he's done, because we're sitting in so much too tight all the time, the other thing he's done is his blocking is much better than I thought it would be at this, this point in his career. Does he still need work? Yeah, he does. But he's willing to stick his face in there, and that's 80% of it. Uh, the rest of it will come. And he's such a good athlete. He keeps his feet. He's not on the ground. And um, I just think the addition of Kincaid has been has been big time for this offense. But Dorsey, Dorsey obviously, to me, is is the star. That if you're going to give McDermott, a, you know, if you're going to go hockey and give three stars of the game, you got to give Dorsey one of those stars as well. Right. Um, Matt Bynum um, just asked, uh, you know, what happens when Dorsey leaves? Uh, who's going to be the OC then? Um, Triggs and Durrell both put exactly what I was thinking, which is uh, Joe Brady. Um, he's his quarterback coach, uh, you know, Josh's quarterback coach right now. He's done the whole OC thing once. It wasn't all that effective. But um, I think, you know, time, you know, time with, with Josh, time with um, Ken. Yeah, but who did he have, right? Brady was a Brady was a whiz kid when he had who Joe Burrow and a bunch of LSU Tigers that went to the league, right? Uh, then he went to Carolina, Carolina. and it was, a, it was a dud. And he's back with a team where he's got superstars, and they can. And, yeah, and that's why I'm saying if we lose, if we end up losing Ken Dorsey, and I don't think we would lose him this year. I still think that there's enough questions that it would. I think I still think it would be one more year, um, kind of the same way as Dayball, <laughs> you know, took. Um, you know, it took that one extra year that people thought. Um, right. I, I think it would be the same thing with Ken. I think that even if, even when we win the Super Bowl this year, um, I still think that uh, we we would hold on to him for one more year um, so that they can guarantee that it wasn't just a one-year wonder type thing. Um, but even so, um, even if we were right. to lose Ken, I think that Brady is the answer. But I also think that all Bills fans should continue to pray that Dieball sucks because the more he sucks, the more Dorsey probably doesn't get doesn't get a, a head coaching job as soon as you you think he does. So let's yeah. hope the, the Giants continue cool. to be trash. Or they fire Dayball and then they ask uh they they try to uh right. bring somebody else over like Dorsey. No, exactly, um, exactly. But so. going back to what you were saying about Kincaid, my only. I guess gripe um, would be that we're only utilizing him in the, the sh like really short, you know, three, four or five, six yard passes. Um, it's been effective, um, you know, but at the same time, it's uh, 
it's a little frustrating. But a lot of these um, rookie um, receivers that we thought, like but JSN, um, he's out in Seattle. He's got like 60 yards total on the whole freaking season. So. How could you be frustrated over what you saw this weekend? No, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm I know, but what I'm saying like, is, if do you want, do you want 13 to continue or not? Yeah, I do. I want 13 to continue to catch the ball. But do you want 14 to continue to catch the ball? Of course. Of then course. let Kincaid keep doing what he's doing because that's a big reason why 14's catching the ball a lot. They, they, he's, he's, you know, obviously he's a, a tremendous receiver, but I'm just telling you, there's some matchup things going on right now that are making it a little bit easier for him to get open. But um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't nitpick that right now. That'll come into its own when teams start trying to game plan to stop this thing. That's when I the, the over the top stuff I think will uh, will also uh, open up. And I know we got a couple minutes here. We're gonna wrap up this uh, Dolphins Bills game. But Sarah, I have to give I have to give my man some credit before we head out. I have to give old Left Eye Bass uh, his love because I'm telling you what, the dude is a freaking hammer a hammer and um he's reliable um obviously you'll miss some at some point all kickers do but he's a weapon for us he really is yeah and i though the other thing that i want to um to really talk about um from sunday was high mark was i have been to a lot of games uh Highmark. they piped in they piped in noise that was artificial crowd noise absolutely not <laughs> I have been to games since 1980, no, 1989, 80, 88. Um, I can promise you that that was one of the most energetic, loud, just the energy was just unmatched. It like people are talking about it, but I'm telling you what, like I felt it like I'm like, I get jealous a little bit, like when we go to Kansas City, and I'm like, they do the whole chant thingy, and it's so annoying. And I'm like, God, I wish what, when we they had did this. what when they disrespect the national anthem. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, let's call it what it is. I'm like, you know, I really wish that we had something that we did. Obviously, not disrespectful or racist or discriminatory or anything else. Um. But I wish we had something that you know we all do. But right from the beginning, when um, Bledsoe screwed up the... Of course the, he did. He owns a winery. I'm sure he did screw it up. Uh, but when he screwed that up, but when he said, um, you know, I have one question, Bill's Mafia, where else? And then literally the whole stadium said, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Right. Um, th like, we do that every home game. It right. was different. It was so different and it was just, I got goosebumps and um, I, it's going to be hard going forward, obviously to ever um, feel that ever again. But, uh, but you know, we got to figure it out. Sterling's popping in. So I'm going to, I'm going to add him. I don't know what he has to say, but he's got to say something. All right. Well, you just, What's Sterling, up? you just blew up our timeline that we had laid out. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I, I don't even know. I just got done with my show and posting it, and I just wanted to come in here and say what's up to y'all. I'm just What's like totally, on? I'm just totally like taking over the show here, Hijacking. man. Hijacking. No, fine. it's all Hijacking. good. It's all good. We I've were talking no about Highmark and how crazy it was on Sunday. Um, It was just like I said, I've been to, I've been to, you know. Well, Sarah, I'm surprised you yell. 
I'm surprised you yell. You're down there taking. You're down there in row one now, taking taking all them pictures of the players the whole game. Mm. I'm surprised yeah. you. I'm surprised. I don't do it the whole. I actually. I had do to go out and get more iCloud space. I do pictures at the beginning of the game. Shut up. I know you're going to. I know where you're going. She's living anyway, a dream, dog. She's living like a this, dream. She's like this whole game. I know. No. But she I even, know has, she even has her blue steel pose. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know where he's going because he talked about a thirst trap one day. So he's trying. He's going there again. I know where he's going. Every day. Wait, one I think day. She, I think she was shocked that my 53 year old ass understood what a thirst trap was. Yeah. Well, hey, I gained I gained quite a few followers this week. <laughs> that's what it's about, Sarah. So the true the We're real intentions are they're coming out. Right. They're coming out. It's all good. Y'all crazy. But anyways, it was um it was a really good atmosphere. It was crazy. So are you are you are you guys going? Going, going where? what? To, to, to London. London. She I'm going is. To London. I leave tomorrow. You're not? No, I'm not. I've got I've got Kids back here. He's I got to South Florida. Yeah, I've got kids playing back here playing college football. So I'd much I'd much rather watch them. <laughs> yeah. The big time responsibilities. Yes. I'll be right here watching the game from my from my home. Just uh wishing I was in London. But I'm uh not, I'm not a London person. No, no, I'd if they were playing in Scotland, I'd go. Not much of a London guy. Like, what do you eat for breakfast? That's what I want to know. In London, yeah, uh, they eat like they eat like to- sausage. And, yeah, they toast bake and beans. Ta- toast, baked beans, potatoes, and sausage. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, man. You... In London, <laughs> yeah, that's they eat they baked toast. beans for, yeah. for breakfast. Beans. Yeah, like yeah, you've never heard that beans and, and toast? the sausage. The sausage is called bangers. Oh no, they have bangers. <laughs> yeah. By the way, shout out to Jeremy who uh, who just called me auntie again. He's gonna keep on making me feel very, very old. Um, I called somebody hun online, and he was like, "Oh, there you go with the auntie." <laughs> so, um, no, real uh, quick, go he's ahead. Making me feel old. Real quick, Sterling. Just kind of before we hop over to this Jaguars game, just your kind of your main point of this this game this past weekend against the Dolphins. The thing that really just set you back, or like, damn that 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 was that was good. That was good. Sean McDermott, this defensive line, good lord, yeah. man! I mean, yeah. like you know, I don't know about you guys, but like I felt like coming in, like what what kind of advantage is having Sean McDermott as your defensive coordinator? Like, what can I expect from him to shut down some of the NFL's top offenses? Because I didn't think Leslie Frazier did a great job at that when it mattered most. I wanted to see, like, okay, this is a good litmus test for for Sean McDermott, and you, it's just the look on his face knows that, like. He rose to the occasion, and he was dialing up some blitz and some packages, and I'm like, golly. It, it was beautiful, man. Yeah. That was the thing to me. Like, Josh Allen, 21 to 25, 300 yards, five touchdowns, that's a Josh thing. Like, we know, he, he can do that. But, like, to see the defense do this and then to right. have a running game to support it, even though it wasn't statistically great, but you still have to account for it, and that is the balance. I mean, you know this. like that, That's the balance and beginning of, of, of a championship-caliber squad. Like, the Bills finally have that right now, and I'm just riding the wave, man. Yeah, it's it's amazing when you allow players to, to use their strengths and be athletic and run and make plays and not trying to be always worried about what gap they're in, who they're holding up, 
you know, keep everything in front of you and you you go out and draft these guys and you, you, you want them, you know, you draft them high because they're tremendous athletes. Now you're letting them use their strengths. And I think Ed Oliver is a testament to that. I mean, he's the main example of a guy that he's not big enough really to sit in there and try to take on two blocks all the time. But man, he's fast, he's strong, he can get upfield and he can get in gaps and they're letting him do it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, what'd you guys think about? I mean, what did you what did you guys think about the usage of Terrell Bernard and and the linebackers and their ability to cap these routes? Like, what what was y'all's takeaway? Because man, it was just amazing to see. It was amazing. And again, it's the same type of thing, right? I mean, you got two of the most athletic linebackers in the league now. I think everybody really didn't realize what they had in Bernard until they seen him play after four games and they realized what a type of athlete he is. And, you know, we all know what Milano can do, a guy that used to play in the back end at safety. Um, Again, if you're going to – hey, how do you beat athletic spread teams? You put an athletic defense on the field, Mm. and that's that's what they've got. Mm. Yeah, we were all nervous, but I think – I'm not as nervous anymore with Bernard out there. I think uh, he didn't get to play in the the preseason, so we weren't able to see what he could do. And he didn't look all that great over over, – you know, over the summer, over training, you know, camp and everything. So I think all of us were a little nervous and that's why we ended up, you know, how many, how many linebackers were were we trying out for the position technically? So, um, but he's looked great. He's looked consistent. Um, Someone tweeted the other day about um, we have two Matt Milano's out there. Um, Mm. I don't quite, I don't quite see that. I I see that they're both athletic. They're both fast. Um, but you know you got to give Bernard his own props. I don't want to you know compare him to Milano or anything like that. Um, but you know for someone who's technically very like very small, he's you know um, he's a little thumper too. I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you know me and Jerry, we're just waiting for you to take that selfie with him on the sideline. You know, we're just <laughs> waiting for that to drop. You know, so. how, you know, you know okay. how Taylor, you know how they're saying that the Swifties are saying that Taylor put over put over Travis Kelsey. You need to you need to put your boy Bernard on the map. Okay, Sarah. so so one quick joke last with them week, glasses. Last week, <laughs> I I joked about the fact that there was a girl standing next to me who uh-huh. was trying to get um, Demar Hamlin's attention, and she was like screaming his name and stuff and and doing this and and finally he turned around and he did the heart hand thing, um, you know and um. I, you know, I was like, you know, obviously he was doing it uh, to me, not the hot blonde next to me, yada, yada, yada. This week, um, he, he looks right at me, does this, and does the heart hand. And I didn't say a word. I didn't call his name. I did nothing. And I'm like, oh. Celebrity status. <laughs> yeah. Celebrity status. Must be so, nice. I yep. mean, he maybe he remembers me from summer camp. He signed my hat. So. I'm just joking. Wow. No, hey, dude, hey, I could be his mom. No, you're not. Like, no, you're not. I could dude, be she's not mom. joking. No, she's not joking at all. This y'all, will be a, this will be on the X app in about this, ten uh, minutes. Y'all turning me into this uh, cougar or something? No one said you were a coug. No, nope. I could be his freaking mom. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got a question for you two before I go. All right. All right. So in the NBA, you see teams like the Warriors. We talked about this on Chop Up, like the Warriors and how they, you know, kind of transcended the league and how they, you know, tested teams from the perimeter, right? It was one of those kind of like new outlier kind of styles of offense they played, right? In the NFL, we see um, 
the Dolphins in this, this, you know, what they call generational, you know, offense with uh, the speed and how they kind of use motion and stuff like that. I just don't think we're giving McDermott enough credit. I'm not saying it's revolutionary by any means, but you know, there, there are not like teams, you know, people I've heard people say that, well, you know, the script has been made for the dolphins now because the bills did it, but every team can't do what the bills just did because they don't, they can't match the personnel. Right. Do you guys think that McDermott is on to something as the next maybe trend in the NFL, having two matchup style linebackers, having a defensive scheme where you can isolate guys on the defensive line to, to generate pressure and so forth? What, like, what, what do you guys think about that? Are we on to something or am I overthinking it? No, I think that you're, you're, you're on to something, but again, it's all copycat, right? Mm. And people have been trying to isolate pass rushers since I played. I mean, it's just something that you always try to do. Um, Minnesota did it with John Randall. Um, you know, we try to do it with Bruce. Um, and they continue to do that. I mean, I think McDermott's doing a really good job of it. But the deal that you you talked about that I think is the big deal is the linebackers and coverage and the things that they're doing coverage-wise, you've got to be able you've got to be able to cover in this league with the rules the way they are. You can't put hands on anybody, you can't touch anybody, you can't hit anybody. You know, so what happens? Well, if you can't be physical with anybody, you gotta be able to be an athlete with them, right? And I think that's what McDermott is doing. Um, you know, I think that you'll see this defense even get better down the road, not just this year, but next year and the year after when you start replacing a few guys with some younger guys. How does he replace some of the safeties or whoever? And, you know, that's the big deal. You've got to be able to cover. And it's almost like cornerbacks now that maybe aren't super fast corners are getting bumped to safety so that they they now become really, really athletic safeties, right, mm-hmm. to know how to cover. So it's almost like this this shift of, of player type and this shift of style of play. And, um, yeah, McDermott's onto it, and he just so happens to have two guys inside that can the right that can really yeah the right personnel to really do that well you guys are fantastic i'm gonna let you do your show now okay i just right. have to come <laughs> crash it <laughs> well thank you love you too all right man you guys have, sarah be safe okay i'll talk to you guys thanks. later uh thanks all right. Appreciate all, right, you. all right all right all right <laughs> sterling comes in and with that we're going to hit a uh break we're going to go to uh we're gonna pay a couple bills we're going to go to our advertiser we come back and talk Bills Jaguars after this uh, from one of our sponsors. Nothing builds the thrill quite like seeing our Buffalo Bills march right down the field. Every pass, every play, and every touchdown. But for those of us who have to catch the action blurry, it's time to call Fichte, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care and schedule a consultation. With Zeiss Smile technology, you can have your vision corrected in moments so you can get back to focusing on what's important. It's a quick, pain-free procedure with a world-class team, and you're back in the action. Visit us online at Ficta.com and take our free self-evaluation test to see if you are eligible and schedule a consultation. Because here in Buffalo, we don't just watch the game. We live it. Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care. We are focused on you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, again, if you're on Facebook, uh, watching us on Facebook or on Twitter, hop on over to, to YouTube, get in the comments, and um, you can uh, be interactive with the show. Also, you got a like button, you got a subscribe button, hit both of them. They help us tremendously. And uh, we are on a special Tuesday night edition of The Line the Game because my co-host Sarah is going over the uh, going over to England to watch the Bills take on the Jaguars. And uh, we're going to talk about that game a little bit. But obviously, right off the bat, Sarah, I'm going to ask you this question. Um, does it well, – no other way to say it. Does it piss you off that the Jaguars played over there this week and they get to hang out all week and mm. wait for us to show up? after a very emotional, a very um, stressful, uh, high-octane football game at home when yeah. we beat the Dolphins. I actually said it back in, in May that I didn't quite think it was fair because not only does it feel like it's their home game because they play over there all the time, but it also feels like it's really their home game because they're playing over there two weeks in a row. Right. Um, so it, it kind of sucks. Um, you know, they You know, they won their game convincing fashion um but just the same way that miami you know play denver um when it's an emotional win it it does take a little out um so now we have to to come off that that high of that victory get our minds straight and then take a you know six hour seven hour flight you know over there and take on a team that's been chilling and you know eating beans and toast all week so, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think this is a Jaguars team that's on its way up. I don't think they quite have the personnel yet yeah, to, to be where Doug Pedersen wants them to be. But Doug is a hell of a coach. He's won a Super Bowl with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, played a long time uh, as a quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, offensively, again, even though they maybe don't have the pedigree that the Dolphins had, they're going to come out in a pro set. They're going to come out in three wides, a tight end, one back led by Trevor Lawrence and they've got a lot of really really good talent at receiver. I mean, they've got they've got Calvin Ridley, they got Christian Kirk, uh, Zay Jones and you look at Evan Ingram the tight end. This is a team that can put some numbers up yep. throwing the football. Yeah, and I think that that's, you know, we we go there, you know, we we went there I should say a couple of years ago when uh we played Jacksonville. They weren't a good a good team back then. Right. Yeah, I mean they were a decent team. They were on their way up, like like you know we were saying, and they made us look ridiculous. You know that it was one of those things that they call you know the trap game, and everyone's like, "There's no such thing as a trap game." Um, it felt like a trap game two years ago, I think it was. Um, so you know, heading over there, uh, you know, we are five and a half point favorites. I feel like we're five and a half point favorites because um they were there all week and like they're, I feel like they're getting a lot more of the benefit. I think we are definitely the better team. I think we have the better defense, um, but our defense is going to get tested. I don't think it's going to get tested the way, you know, Miami did, but it's all about whether or not, um, you know, McDermott, uh, you know, plans well, plans accordingly. And, um, and you know, he has the right matchups and everything else. They have a running game too. Um, so we have to, they, we definitely have to look at every facet of what they, you know, every um, facet of what they have and make sure we have the right personnel for that. Um, and, you know, they have their own Josh Allen who uh, tends to um, cause our Josh Allen some headaches. So hopefully, <laughs> um, hopefully we have a plan for that. Um, I will, I will say that McGovern, I think has done very well 
but Osiris Torrance Torrance has just been ridiculous on that line. I think I think he's been the most impactful person that we've picked up um so far this year. Well, again, yeah. for all the again for all the bean haters, he got two starters in the first two picks, right? Yeah. Um, and then I know Williams isn't isn't playing much, but he's a tremendous contributor on special teams. Special. Um, you know, so he ha- he he's he's hit big in this last draft, but you know the Jaguars are going to come out. They're going to play a three four defense. Um, you know, it'll be a little bit harder to run the football than maybe it was last week, but I think you'll still see the Bills try to feed Cooks. They're going to try to keep, get their get their running game in. I think that's they been a, a huge deal. Did you say they have a three four defense? I didn't, I haven't even yeah. paid attention. Yeah, they yeah. got have a three four saw, defense. Have we saw only in preseason, right? Yeah, in preseason um, we've seen one, but you know, obviously they're out. Their outside linebackers um, are going to play like defensive ends. They'll rush, right. but you know they're going to sit in a three four. Uh, again, three fours are usually everybody thinks. Well, you only got three down linemen. It should be easier to run the ball. That's actually harder to run the ball against a three four, but. You know, I think that the plays will be there if they continue to do, you know, what they've been doing, which is utilizing that intermediate and short passing game to open up the the plays downfield. And I just, you know, I think it's going to be. T- it, it, but let's go to human nature, right? Let, let's 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 go to human nature, and it's it's amazing how this fan base is talking week four from when they were talking week one, right? And, you know, you look at this team and, and human nature will set in a little bit. They just beat their conference. They just beat their divisional rival. They beat them badly. A team that was dubbed the best team in the NFL before they stepped into Orchard Park last weekend. Unfortunately, now there's people that are saying we are, uh, which I wouldn't, I wish they wouldn't say that, but they are. But, you know, you got a long plane ride. You're a little bit beat up, um, especially in the secondary. So human nature is going to set in. I think it'll be a tougher game for Buffalo uh, to get going. I think it might be we might we might be in the mud a little bit in the first part of this game. I think eventually they'll get over the top, but I think it will be a tougher football game than people uh, think it will be. Yeah, and you know, there's the narrative of you know don't beat yourself and and everything else. Um, I think because of the emotional, you know, win, I think that the first half might not look the same. Um, and it might be a little slower, but, um, you know, again, I don't have any doubts. I think that, um, this is a game that we should win there. There shouldn't be. And I feel like we'll, you know, we'll obliterate the spread. I, I, I have us winning by, you know, 12 points. So, um, I think it'll, I think we'll do just fine. Um, but it won't be, it it won't be the same 28 point victory um and it'll be it'll you know be a little bit more um i i don't want to say it'll be, it'll be a little bit more boring but it'll be a little bit more in tune where they're kind of on the same um you know same score here you know it's very close and then i feel like in the second half we'll take it you know we'll we'll run away with it a little bit i don't hear you you're muted I'm sorry, I had that off because I made a I cleared my throat earlier. When I when I think of this game, I think of the most important thing to me is it's it's twofold. One is punts are good plays, and the other thing is is not turning the ball over. You know these these games are tougher emotionally; they're tougher to get up for. The team will be up for it, but again, I go back to that human nature thing. So I think that as long as we protect the football 
and we don't do anything stupid. We're able to punt the ball. If we have some difficulties, we should be fine. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward um, as we get ready to hit our two minute warning before we get to our fourth quarter segment. You know, I, I really think that I'm curious to see when you come back, the atmosphere, is there a local, is there a local presence do the Londoners get into this? Do they show up or is the whole oh, entire yeah. stadium filled with just Bill's mafia? No, I mean, from my, my understanding, I um, have a couple of people that are over there on um, that live over there and they say, you know, you'll see people walking around with all different NFL jerseys on and that'll be going to the game. So you'll have Cowboy fans and Giants fans and, you know, um, Kansas City fans, unfortunately. So you'll have people over there that are, you know, are from all different teams, but don't get me wrong. Bill's mafia is going to travel. Well, the one thing that I disliked about having Jags two weeks in a row is it's a really good opportunity for Jags fans to go over and spend a week and get to see two football games. And that was kind of the one thing that got me a little upset. So they'll probably have a little bit more of a, a presence than they probably normally would have, but Bill's Mafia travels, so I have no doubt that we're gonna we're gonna pack that stadium. But I, if anyone noticed, I was looking down a lot. I was actually googling because in my head, I thought when we were talking about the Jags game from two years ago in 2021 that we ended up losing nine to six. The game the week before was against the Dolphins, and we won 26 11 at home. So it's ironic that we are doing this again. I hope it's not the same outcome. Obviously, I do not want to see a nine to six game in London at all. Let's get to our predictions before we get to our college segment. And um, I'll let you go first. Well, I have a 2017. Sorry, that's 11 points. I said 12, 2017. I've got the Bills winning after a sluggish start, some defensive big plays and the Bills staying with the running game as they worked their way out of it. I've got the Bills winning 27-17. So we're okay, kind of so very we're, similar. Yeah, we're very similar. All right. We're very similar. Very so, good. hey, uh, we'll be right back with our college football segment, the fourth quarter. And uh, the fourth quarter is brought to you by Picasso's Pizza. And um, we'll be right back after this. Hey, football fans, the season is here. So you know that means family, football, and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. 